tell you what you're never gonna be me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me People like sheep who feed hurt it easy You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try the chains, you can say no, free me So he's been looking Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Golly Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. William D. Morgan. Got a cast of thousands with me. Cast of thousands. Um, Janae won't be able to make it tonight. She has some stuff come up at the last minute, so hopefully we'll see her again next week. But let me go home. Let me go ahead and bring everyone in. First, she is a writer for GNN, and she is also the TikTok and the cosplay queen. Remember, girl, cat in here. Cat, what's up? What's up, William? How's it going? Oh my goodness, eventful day, eventful day, but I got through, I got through. Um, now let me bring on the man who has Twitter, rules it with an iron fist. He rules it, he dominates it, it's his. Remember, man, let me bring my man Ambrose in. Ambrose, what's up? What's up? Really upset that Janae is not gonna be here. I picked out my best ratty t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. And last but certainly not least, then bring on a guy who's been doing this to, with me for over what three years now, Shaw? Let me bring my man Shaw. Shaw, what's up? So what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? And I'm still hey. mad at Shaw because Shaw didn't tell me what wharf was gonna be in Picard. Well, he can't spoil oh. it for you. Hey, he should have told. He should have told me. I love Wharf. He should have told me. He you guys told me. You gotta start talking about Star Trek. It's like a foreign language to me. I've never seen one episode of any Star Trek ever. What? Yeah. What? Oh, I mean, goodness. I mean, the way I explain it is, I have nothing against Star Trek, and from what I've heard, I should watch it because I really like it. Um, that's like a a thing that's passed down, like from a family member or a loved one from one to another and no one in my house really watched it and no one, none of my friends really watched it so that's like that's like something um from what i've heard star trek's like a way of life and it's and it's a lifestyle that a lot of people like pass down to their kids and stuff and i just ha- i just never had anybody watch it so i never really took an interest in it oh i love it I, I love it because I mean I didn't necessarily like we watched some of it just because it was on, but it wasn't something that was like giant in my family. Now my band instructor, on the other hand, um, we actually had Winter Guard band uniforms that resembled Next Generation uniforms. Nice, oh, that was Our cool. Mascot was like where the um, where the Enterprise <clears throat> logo would be, where the Starfleet un- logo would have been. Yeah, hmm. that was. I actually have seen the movie Trekkies, and I don't know if I was supposed to laugh at it, but I I did. <laughs> if you haven't gotten into it and you want to like kind of like catch yourself up in a funny way, watch Lower Decks. All right, I I, I I have plenty of streaming services. I can I can catch up on it. I can watch I can watch whatever. I know the movies. Everyone says you got to watch the movies. Everyone hey. says I like, or at least Wrath of Khan and A New Home. Or, or or an undiscovered planet. So whatever the fourth one is. Uh, see the movies the I can take or leave, but like if you've never really like followed Trek, I think watching Lower Decks will catch you up on enough of the lore that you wouldn't feel lost. Cool. I'll take that under advisement. Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait. 
we got our we got our resident streamer here with us, our resident video game streamer. We got Diamond with us. Diamond, what's up? Hello, everyone. Up, How Diamond? you doing? Up, How up? you doing? Hey, Diamond. Doing pretty doing? good. How are y'all? How you doing? doing? Good? Another another week in the another week in the books. It's good. It's good. Also, going to get into the Flash tonight. That epic, big time disappointment episode of the Flash. Isn't every episode an epic, oh big time disappointment God. episode oh of the Flash? Gosh, that thing it was a fun standalone. That thing was trash. I mean, you you, you said we all knew who our uh, Red Death was going to be, but mm-hmm. I didn't think they'll make it look that bad. But we're going to get into that. Also, going to get into the Last of Us. I didn't get a chance to watch the Last of Us. Um, Same. I did. I did. Okay. I, okay. I got off early tonight, so I caught up on it when I got home. But we have two episodes to talk about. So cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. I only have only caught one of two. Did you catch last the one we should have talked about last week with the with the uh the brothers? Okay, I saw that there um hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. Uh, I don't want to throw any spoilers uh, out there if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I saw that one. Okay. So I can talk up to that point. I got okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, we got Diamond with some video game news for us. Um, so we're gonna get into everything, but first let's go ahead and get into the news and the short reviews. All right, Shaw, what we got going on in that, my friend? All right. First up, where's this damn thing at? All right, first up, let's talk about um the um last two episodes of The Flash. We got to meet um the new Caitlin, who is at first named Snow, but at the end of the episode's name um Keon, I believe. We met a new fiddler. Piper Piper was going up against her. Um they had to try to vote on whether to save bring back Frost or bring back Caitlin. However, they chose to not bring back either. And yeah, that's what happened in that episode. Let me go down. Okay. The following episode, Captain Boomerang teamed up with the Fiddler to and it was drawn by a new ragdoll. Not really adequately explained, but whatever. Um the Flash then brings together a team of older rogues to fight them to um steal a um a device that would make a time machine. Um getting Piper, Goldface, and that dude with the fire, along with a Mark. Um, Mark betrays them, of course. And at the end, we're introduced to Red Death. What did you guys think of the two episodes? Okay, so you know their budget's getting cut because they couldn't even give Snow, like, proper highlights. They were, like, really bad clip-ins. <laughs> like, how are you going to disrespect the character, like, the, the actress like that? I'm just saying. Um, I haven't watched any of it, but I can assure you that it's because it's Warner Brothers and they don't care. I mean, like, it it was like really bad, like, really bad, like, Party City hair clip ins. Like, you know, it just, like, no. Um, I mean, you can tell they're trying to wrap it up. Um,. The entire thing just kind of feels forced to me at this point. At this point, and the reason why I never really watched the last seasons of CW episodes is because they 
don't for any show. I caught Supernatural, which was actually was done okay. Um, once the once the finale is written, they don't care. There's no production value put into it. CW just kind of abandons the project, and everything is just you know makeshift up until the show ends. So I, I mean, I just I have a huge problem with how the CW handles finales, and I just re- usually never never pay attention to it. That's why I haven't been watching this season because I know it's just going to suck. They're going to phone it in, and it's going to end on a terrible note. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you got to give Grant time to get them reshoots done. You know. Look, here's here, like Warner Brothers is like, "Hey, is your name Ezra Miller? No, you're fired. Get out." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you did hear though; they oh, are re- reshooting that, right? I, I didn't. I I saw something, but they that's been a rumor for so long. Is it actually happening? It's my understanding that yeah, they're actually take they've decided that they're done because the test audiences are just so anti Ezra Miller that I think they finally realized that possibly keeping him is going to be toxic and trash their film even more than it's going to be worse than it already was. Well, I mean, and it's it is it is it it's very and I hate to use buzzwords, but it is very problematic for a number of reasons. Like, I mean, I hate to be that guy that's like, how do I explain this to my kids? But, I mean, how do I explain to my kids that my favorite superhero kidnaps people? Like, He's you know. He's an anti-hero, I mean, honey. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes good people do bad things. I mean, at this point, like, the Punisher is easier to explain to my child than Ezra Miller as a person, like a real person. I'd be like, oh, he kills bad guys, honey. It's okay. He wouldn't hurt you. Ezra, on the other hand, Damn. <laughs> Damn. Ezra, on the other hand, might hurt you. Stay away well, from Ezra. Punch in the face. It's fine. <laughs> Throw a chair at you. Or choke slammer. Yeah. Just don't, just don't get within. So see, that's it. You just don't get within reaching distance. Keep that arm's length. That the COVID rule, six feet. <laughs> All right, you guys. We normally have um in the chat, we normally have members only, but tonight I'm disabling that. So if you want to get in there and get some comments in, like, comment, subscribe to the channel. We do appreciate it. <coughs> oh, a little bit of an upswing. We got like 40 something new subs um last couple of weeks. So we are kind of on an upswing. So um, that's awesome, man. So that's awesome. So please like, comment, subscribe, all the other YouTube garbage. Um I just thought that both shows, particularly that one before this one, uh, this week's, um, just tr- it feels like filler to me. It's tr- trash. This is the last season. This is the season you need to go out with a bang. And for some reason, it's just been a whimper. And that's what I'm saying. CW never does that. They just cut their losses, put it out, phone it in, and go home. Especially now that we don't even know who the hell owns the channel. Who owns the CW? Right. Discovery. No, but didn't they sell it off? They sold it off to somebody. It was part of the Warner Brothers deal. I think it was supposed to be like... Yeah, but I thought 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 Daddy Zaslav uh, unloaded it, though. I thought he put it up for sale and someone bought it. Or like they didn't even... The people that bought it didn't even pay for it. It was just like given to them. Oh, I was it... It was like Star something. It was like a yeah, company. Star something, yeah. Here, let me look it up. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah I thought because I thought it was 
I don't know. But hold on, I'll pull it up. CW. But both episodes are just so lackluster. Next star, next star media group. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we continue, we have some more stuff to talk about. The Flash, the future. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Tyler Hilton was supposed to appear, but because the season <laughs> was too short, they couldn't um work that out. Right, right. Also, since this season was cut so short. Originally, the whole um, hacker thing with Chester was going to have a storyline, but since it, it, since not, we're not doing the full storyline, but it will be explained at some point. Damn um, We also have some reveals of some of some um, leaked pictures. Um, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. So Cecile is going to get a suit or something. Is this for the Flash? Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't following. I apologize. It's for the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, continue. We got a really big one coming up. Yeah, that's also her. This is one of the big ones. Need a suit? Like I'm just saying, like her power is not enhanced by a suit. Agreed. But here we have Eddie Thong returning as Cobalt Blue, and here we have some major returns. This is from the from the season final. Godspeed, Reverse Flash, which I believe is on um, um, Tom Cavanaugh, Savitar, um, of course, right there is um, Cobalt Blue, and one more. Go to the next one. That's Zoom right there. And how, how this show handled Reverse Flash has also been a point of contention for me. Like, Reverse Flash is honestly, if you actually read The Flash, is the most brutal villain in comic book history. Like he's the most sadistic person I think anyone's ever put on a page, and they they just didn't capture that in the show. Uh, it was it was so it was very disappointing how he was how he was put forward. How's it going there, Defer? What's up, man? Uh, hey, how you doing, David? What's up, man? What's going on? You know what I? You know what? That's, that, that's my bad. What what I scheduled the show, I forgot to hit the Twitch button. My bad. Mm-hmm. That's on me. <laughs> but you're here. You're here anyway, man. So that's it's cool. Me. That's me. That's on me. Sorry about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Who we got, by the way? If you just click up a little um, sign in um, into Streamyard, we can we can find out who you are. I got a feeling, but I just want to be sure. Um. But yeah, I, I, this show was just trash. Um. I mean, they took a villain who pretty much like the guy bought Barry Allen back in time, saved his mother, and killed her again. Just so he could watch him kill her. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. I kind of figured was. I didn't mean to interrupt. Kind of figured it was you, Ando. How you doing, brother? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, that was just. I. I and they just didn't capture the actual evil. The evilness that was reverse. That is reverse Flash in the show. Yeah. One that guy looks like I could knock him out. <laughs> in one punch, <laughs> like that guy. Like I said, and I. I had, I just think the show was just, I don't know. It again, I'm not used to this whole Allegra storyline with Chester. Do we really need it? Agreed. Agreed. Do we really need it? Um this whole thing with Cecile outside of her exploring her powers. Do we really need it? Agreed. It's just so Agreed. much, it's just not a this is supposed to be about the freaking flash and it's about everything but 
I also don't like the fact of how Barry is like unsure of it, unsure of himself at different clips of the show, but certain segments of the show. Yeah, it's like it's you're not supposed to be that. Come on, it's just well, like you just like Ambrose said, you just getting it last season. We're gonna give you this, 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 and that's it. Well, if if you'll allow me to present a hypothesis for a second, I've I've had this this thought about TV shows for a long time. Um, I'm an old man, as we all know, and I've been watching TV for a while. And every TV show, when it hits the fourth season, if it's lucky enough to hit the fourth season, there's a fork in the road. And the writers can either commit and keep making good content and keep pumping the episodes out and just make an awesome show. And it'll usually go on for five or six more seasons and have a dedicated fan base. Or the writers can accept their success, grow complacent, and just not deliver. Right. And that's what happened with The Flash. That's what happens with a lot of TV shows. It happened with Game of Thrones. It happened with The Flash. It happened when the fourth season hits. That's the fork in the road. If you make the wrong turn, your show is not going to end on a good note. Well, right now, this show doesn't seem to be ending on a good note at all whatsoever. Um, all right. What we got next up, show? All right. Next up, talk about some Star Trek Picard. All right. So looking at my notes here. Um, Beverly first shows up. She sets her call to Picard for help. Um, Picard meets with Will. They go to the Titan. We meet um, the new captain, yep. Captain Shaw, who starts off as kind of a bit of a dick. Yep, flat. Yeah, that succeeds one of the best either. You yeah. right? You one of the best. More or less. Let's see. Um, captain, the um, Captain Shaw is also a dick to seven. Um, we finally meet um. The ship with Beverly, who who is with her son. Beverly's in a chiropod, whatever. Meanwhile, Rafi has her storyline. She's in the cover, mm-hmm. looking for a weapon for what is likely Section 31. Um, the, the weapon itself goes off, destroys some area. Following episode, we meet on um, 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 Beverly's son, who's named Jack, who is very likely to be Picard's son. We find that out later it is. Yep. Um, let's see what else happens. Um, show my boy Wharf. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Got got a couple more plot points first. Um, what's up, solo girl? What's going? On? What's going on? All right. What up? What up? What up? Right, we we then get a very nice scene between Picard and Beverly, where without talking or anything, we get the gist that. Um, Picard is the father of Jack. You are the father. And without any without hesitation, once he tells Shaw about it, Shaw defers to him, and that's a really good thing. And then finally, with the whole Rafi storyline, Rafi gets herself in some trouble, almost gets killed, but then out of nowhere, her handler shows up, and that handler ends up being Worf. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the guy. episodes? That's my guy. Yeah. Love Worf. I thought it was a good episode. I was shot. That's why I titled this Picard the Next Generation because like everybody from Next Generation almost was in this. Yep. Almost. Yep. Oh my I- I'm gosh. just waiting for them to stop like being surprised when Picard defies orders. Like he built his entire career all the way up to being an admiral based off of that concept. So like when he goes off the rails, why is anybody even surprised anymore? Right. They should they should be expecting him to be 
freelance, loosey-goosey type of deal. Yeah, I mean, Seven of Nine couldn't have stopped him if she really even wanted to. Because he would have just done it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see her again. And mm-hmm. um, Dr. Crusher looked like she hadn't really aged a day. True. Very true. Lord, man. Man, I was impressed. I was really impressed. I wasn't really paying attention to this series. I watched a few episodes last season, but I'm going to start paying some attention to this series. Man. Definitely going to start paying some attention to this. All right, Sean, what we got up next? Uh, Next we got, let me just move down. What's the thingy? All right, next we got The Last of Us. Did anybody see it? Mm-mm. I didn't. I- I saw one episode. I didn't see the most recent. Um, Amber, you want to take this one away? Yeah, I'm sorry. I ducked out for a second because we were talking about Picard. I brought nothing to the table. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, we talk about what? The Last of Us? Yep. yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we got two episodes to talk about, so I'll make this as quick as I possibly can. Might take a minute or two. Uh, we had a really explosive um, episode two weeks ago. Uh, where Joel and Elliot picked up where they left off uh, in Kansas City. They were held at gunpoint by um, by a man and his brother. I forgot the characters' names, which sucks because I played the game like a million times. Uh, Sam, and Henry. Sam and Henry. Yeah, that's right. I don't know why I drew a blank on that. And um, one of the interesting things I found in that episode is in the game, Sam is more Ellie's age. Uh, and it's kind of depicted as them, uh, you know, being friends and being friendly and playing together and all that. And, and he didn't have any disabilities, um, in, in the TV show, obviously he was a lot younger. He was, I believe seven or eight and they made him deaf. And, uh, I don't know why they did that, but it worked. I think it kind of made us sympathetic to Ellie cause she had a kind of, um, for lack of a better term, a caregiver moment. It softened her character up a little bit. You actually saw that she wasn't actually a, a, a God, I can't say a bad word. Uh, you know, she wasn't just nasty. Um, and then it ended up, uh, what really excited me about that episode, and I was wondering how is the bloaters. Now, if you don't play Last of Us, there's the clickers, which we saw earlier in the series, where they click and they have sonar hearing. They're kind of like bats, and they zone in on you and eat you. Bloaters are evolved clickers, and they're huge. And um, I was wondering if they put that in the show, because that's hard to pull off. And it was brutal when they, when they, when they pulled that out. That was a, I was really surprised that they actually included the bloaters in this. I thought it was going to be more like a Walking Dead type show. Um, anyway... They escape an ambush. The rest of the Kansas City resistance gets demolished by the uh, uh, a horde of clickers, bloaters, and and runners. And unfortunately, young Henry um, gets bitten. And Ellie, this is one of the really like uh, most heart wrenching. It actually hit harder in the show than it did in the game because Ellie's trying to heal him. She thinks her blood will heal him. She's trying to put the blood over his wound and um, he still turns and then Henry kills Sam and kills himself over the grief. So it was a really, really hard episode to watch. 
they nailed it. And I think what's going on with this show is I'm not calling it a loyal adaptation because a loyal adaptation would be following the game to the letter, but I'm calling it a faithful adaptation because they're adding characters in at the right spots that weren't in the game. They're filling in gaps that people that haven't played the game wouldn't understand. And uh, it's really, they're doing a great job with this show. Uh, the second show, which aired last Sunday, was a little bit more slow-paced. Um, I don't know if I could talk about it. You guys haven't watched it. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, no, so I have, I've seen when they, so once they got out of Kansas City. Yeah. Um, they did start following the map, and they make their way into Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, they come across a cabin of, of two little old people and, you know, snarky little, little Grammy, grand which was hilarious, by the way, right? Was... <laughs> you made them soup. It's cold out. They're hungry. <laughs> yeah. No. And they explain that going across the bridge, that nothing that goes across the bridge survives. And at this point, they really don't know if it's clickers. <laughs> Or if it is... They could have been anything. People. Bandits, raiders, anything. Yeah. Um, and of course, Joel, not knowing that type of climate, would not have understood that, you know, clickers would not have had much success in that area because it's really hard to grow fungus and have it survive at temperatures that cold. Um, so they end up crossing the bridge and all of a sudden you have this whole brigade of what on the onset looks like potentially raiders come up over the hill on horseback. And basically, long story short, it turns out that there is a community of people that have settled in Jackson, Wyoming, who, and that includes his brother. What's up, man? The Geek and I podcast. Push your brain hat in here. How you doing, brother? Uh, Geek and I, just to interrupt Kat for a second, I'm sorry. Um, unfortunately, that's just a mystery that was even in the game. So we don't, unless they make a prequel game, which they might, because the series is really taken off. We're not, um, we're not, uh, we're not ever going to see that happen. They was didn't that, have that, any, they didn't have any, any backstory to that. It just kind of time jumped. So unfortunately we all wanted to see that and there, hopefully there will, there's a couple DLCs where you can see what happened to some characters before everything. But there's not really any hard written story. Anyway, back to you, Kat. And so and I think, you know, one of the things they are doing with this, which I think is what's helping the story kind of move along, is really for the most part, the parts you're seeing in the series are your cutscene footage. Because yeah. Because yeah. trying to adapt gameplay, which is going to vary slightly from player to player, is really just not feasible. Um, so I think keeping with the cutscene stuff, the stuff that people can kind of like connect to it for those that did play the game is part of its success. Yeah, that's why I'm calling it faithful and not loyal. It's yeah. it's still faithful. So they're in Jackson. He connects back up with his brother. Um, and they're kind of selling this whole like, hey, we've got a pretty good life here. And, you know any type of situation like this, you even saw it in The Walking Dead, you do get these periodic pockets of communities that for whatever reason, at least at that point in time, things are functional. 
Um, well, but Joel, watching The Walking like, Dead, just as a side note, those people were terrible people because they literally just tear, like they just tore apart all of those communities. Like you know, the mayor of all those, like every one of those communities, was like, "God damn it, Rick Grimes, I'd still be hanging out in my house if it wasn't for you." Well, you know, <laughs> love you, Debbie. So, it'd be in house, that you girl. You know, it's and it's very a difficult, very difficult thing for Joel to trust, especially after being in the QZ and seeing how things kind of went south there. Um. His prior time in the service adds into some of his overall mistrust of what he's seeing in Jackson. Um, even though they don't touch on it very much, you know, you can see see some of that. But it was good to see that they did finally start touching in on his anxiety and PTSD. Well, also, it also didn't help Joel's case. And I might in the minority here but i think tommy's wife came off as like really judgmental and really just condescending i don't know if anyone else picked up on that um but it was and i see where she was coming from and it's not like she was wrong but the character was just kind of mildly unlikable she just was really condescending really judgmental it's like oh he killed people bitch it's the, uh, lady it's the apocalypse everyone killed people that's how we're alive Right. Also, as we saw in the QZ, there are, and you know, there is killing to survive, and then there's killing because you have no other choice other than to be part of the killing. Right. So yeah. that's kind of like even the fireflies are in that situation. Let me um, throw this com. Let me throw this comment out real quick and yeah. get the um the room's reaction. <laughs> yeah i mean i looked uh you know, john I, I feel you i looked for the ladder i looked for the ladder at the beginning of the game i just replayed the game and i still don't remember where the ladder was it took me like <laughs> it, it's me and tess are searching for this ladder and david fur is watching my stream he's like dude are you all right <laughs> 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 I can't find it. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, but, but that's the thing too, though. I mean, yeah. I, am, I am at least glad that they're sticking to it. And maybe it's because of the type of game. Good one, Debbie. So far, the fanboys have like stayed in their in their basements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and I'll and I'll tell you, I played this game. Uh, the playthrough I'm doing once I'm done with Hogwarts Legacy, I'll I'll do another playthrough of Last of Us. Um, it's my fourth time, and the thing is, man, it's one of those games where you pick up on something every time you play it. And people have to realize, especially with video game adaptations, you're not going to get the game. If you yeah. want the game, play the game. Right. Because yeah. you're not going what yeah. and also it's like it helps people like I don't think you said you haven't played it, right, Kat? Right. I haven't played it because it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, so you yeah. haven't played it. She my wife awesome. never played my wife never played it. A lot of people haven't played it. So you have to find a way to appeal to people that haven't played the game. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I guess so, that's where seeing things like the way that people like viciously attack Halo. And I'm like, I'm sorry, fanboys. But 
and I understand you're upset because, you know, Master Chief took off his helmet, you know, but if you're trying to do an on-screen adaptation of a, a video game, and are there parts of it that I didn't necessarily agree with as a Halo fan? Yes. Were they big enough to make it or break it? We're like, oh, I can't watch this trash. Absolutely not. Trash. See, I've never played Halo. Trash. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good show on its own. If it was another title and didn't have the Halo title, I still would have watched it. I feel yeah. like it's the same thing for like Resident Evil. Not the the ones like in the early two thousands. Those were like complete trash. But like the trash. newest one, the Welcome to Raccoon City type mm-hmm. one, that was like somewhat close to the source material. It didn't go off the rails like in the later sequels would. Well, the even the Resident Evil Netflix series, I think that would have been an easy fix because I didn't think it was necessarily a bad series. Mm-hmm. I think if they called it like New New Raccoon City, a Resident Evil story, yeah, I think it would have been better received. I think when you just call it Resident Evil, though, you're expecting Resident Evil. Yeah, right. And the only Halo game yeah. I ever played that I really enjoyed, believe it or not, was Halo Wars back in the day, and that was real time strategy. So, yeah, that's the only game I really enjoyed from Halo. I mean, as far as though, like keeping to the the overall lore of like what was starting the war, and kind of like how the Spartans came to be, like it gave people a little more like understanding of how that kind of happened. Right. And Master Chief was always like, even though they were created and they had all this stuff controlling them, internally he was always fighting against it, which is why they had so many problems controlling Master Chief. Even in the games, there's talk about it. And, and you know, I also, I have, I actually have really, I've liked that actor in everything. He was in Orange is the New Black. I think it's, um, the, I think it's Leave Schreiber's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, like, all the way back when he got started and he was in the season two of The Wire. He was a great actor and he's good in everything he does. American Gods, he was amazing as Mad Sweeney. I did not watch that because I'm not a big Neil Gaiman fan. It's ama- You missed out. It was pretty good. Yeah, I just don't like stream of conscious writing, so it's just not my thing. Um, but his character in that was just it, hilarious. <sighs> like, amazing character. But I really think that when they started doing these video game adaptations, um, unfortunately, like, you know, the fanboys came out of their basements and they're going to come out of their basements at me for this. Um, and that's fine. Um, but it was the same thing that they were doing with the Mandalorian. This isn't Boba Fett. Royo, they can't recreate the playtime you had in your bedroom. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> like, we I mean... were given like a snippet of who Boba Fett was. In like, he had less than twenty minutes of screen time across three films. We all created these epic adventures with the toys, with our our action figures. <laughs> you know, it was like big helmet in space balls with his dolls, and when they came out <laughs> the live action, yes, and it didn't match the playtime, people Look got mad. You know yeah, but parts of Book of Boba Fett were straight trash. Some of the writing wasn't great, but here's the thing. We have 20 minutes of screen time about this character across three movies. Unless yeah. you are far enough into the lore where you're reading books and you're reading a lot more, which even in the books, he's not, it's not as detailed what he went through after he came out of the Sarlacc pit. Right. 
you know. But the the thing is, the lore is that he's like the deadliest bounty hunter in the galaxy, and then in the show, they made him like a benevolent mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. you created in your bedroom when you were seven. You know, he hadn't gone through all of the torture of the Sarlacc pit. We don't know how much his body's still healing from that. He watched Samuel L. Jackson chop his dad's head off. But still, right now, he's... We're still learning that lore. It's never going to be as great as your playtime. <laughs> like, our imaginary friends... And... Uh, one, nothing will ever be as great as my playtime. Exactly. <laughs> I was neglected. I had epic playtimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my whole point. Is that's why people were so mad at it. It's like, wait a minute. Half of you have never read the books... You've never gotten past like him being this great bounty hunter for the for the Hut family, but no one wants to go into Hut space. Don't even get me going on that. But at the same time, they wanted to cry that this isn't Boba Fett. You don't know. <laughs> I honestly think though, given the two shows, I think the what I would have done personally. But I and Kat, you raise a lot of good points. You do. You you raise a lot of good points. But what I would have done personally is I would have picked one show. I would have flipped Boba Fett and the Mandalorian's characters. I would have made I would have made Boba Fett the Mandalorian. I would have made the Mandalorian Boba Fett. If that makes sense to you. And Boba Fett would be in charge. And what I would do is I would have Boba Fett as the Mandalorian and what's the Mandalorian's name? I can never pronounce it. Dim. Jin. We'll just call him Jin. Yeah. And I'd have Jin as the voice of reason and Fennec as the muscle. And I would do that as the Mandalorian with Grogu. But and it would be a hero's journey and a redemption tale. Um, there's a reason that doesn't work. And this gets into knowing your Mandalorian history. So this is why I I'm about know. to get. I feel like I'm about to get the mic dropped on me, and I'm just I'm I'm waiting she for. Gonna it. Okay. Mike walk away on you, buddy. She gonna, she gonna <laughs> bam and go. You do have your Mandalorians from the Fets, but then after everything went went down, and the Mandalorians kind of scattered, they scattered off into separate sects. Yep. So like tribes. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. Boba Fett is still of the original clone line from Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. So his mindset and mentality is completely different than Din Djarin, who comes from a loyal tribe of bounty hunters who have each other's back, which, and they're even completely different from, and I'm blanking on their names, the ones in the blue, uni- blue and white uniforms, um, which are more like your mother. Oh, the honor the honorable ones, the ones that were the ones that were like uh noble. Are you talking about those guys? Noble, yes, honorable, I wouldn't say so much. Yeah, but yeah. I meant I meant noble. Yeah. So you have like your original clones who are like Cro Magnon Man, which is where Boba Fett falls. You then have Din Djarin's clan. They're like Homo sapien. And then like this <laughs> other group which like i said i'm drawing a blank on their names like help help me out here. i know i know who you're talking yeah. about and i really i they're have to like, rewatch the series they're like your modern city dwellers yeah so 
because once you, yeah, with Boba being a loner, because the clones, when the clones scattered, it was a matter of the clones scattered. And then if I remember correctly, then there were these other tribes and clans that formed. And then they did separate bounty hunting and raiding and started recruiting children. And in some cases having children. So, okay, but we're saying he was never part of a clan and he was a loner, yet he did dances with wolves with the sand people. And, well, and you know, he became, life, he if, became if the leader. Survival, he do it too. He became the leader of the new Power Rangers. Well, I so, mean, I mean, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's like the, the series was all over the place. That's the problem I had with it. It, it was, it, uh, we, what fans expected. What fans expected was a shoot 'em up, bounty hunting series, of uh, action. This and all it was was Boba Fett walking, holding his helmet to the side like Larry Bird did with a basketball, and being like, "Look at how peaceful I'm keeping my city." And it's like, shoot someone, Boba! Come on! That's just it though, <laughs> his age with his injuries, that's not his goal. If you want your shoot 'em up Mandalorian, that's what the Mandalorian's for. Okay, fine, but the Punisher did it. Did the Punisher spend 40 years in a Sarlacc pit being dissolved by digestive juices? No. Facts. That's um, true. That's but once true. again, it gets I mean, down to... I mean, Punisher's got his own issues. Punisher's got his own issues, but he ain't never been through that. Yeah, like, why do people want the Book of Boba Fett to be a shoot 'em up Because in their bedrooms, the stories they created for Boba Fett were shoot 'em ups to be fair, in the bedroom, everything I created for everything was a shoot 'em up. I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got you to walk into it. I almost got you to walk into it. <laughs> that's when that's when Kat uses her active listening to get her out of trouble. Uh, <laughs> I almost had it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But um like I say. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I understand what Cat's saying. I'm sorry to cut you off, William. Oh, I understand what Cat's saying, and Cat raises a lot of good points. But I mean, as a lot of us, for those kids that were playing Boba Fett and were playing, you know, shoot 'em up, you wanted a certain amount. There was a, I'm there should be in the second season a happy medium, because you want this is a character that. It was enigmatic. You want some of the mystery unra unraveled, and you want it. Obviously, there's a lot to work with because not much is known about him, as you pointed out. But I think people were expecting more of a um, procedural. He hunts a bounty every week, or he does this every week. And it was kind of like it was for me, it became boring because it was philosophical. It was a, it was like a philosophical show, which I wasn't tuning in for. I was tuning in for action. Right. And, That's my point. And and also, I think I secretly think Disney realized they screwed up with the show, and that's why we got three episodes of The Mandalorian. Well, the thing too, and I, I, I think Disney was like, they're not receiving it well. Put The Mandalorian in there and get the viewers back. The other side of it, too, though, is kind of like bringing in Harrison Ford. These are all older characters. Ah, uh, here comes Debbie. 
Man, you man. Know, <laughs> <laughs> and he probably will but, show up in the Mandalorian. Well, yeah, I, wouldn't I, surprise I, me at I all. never. He, he, um, I love Debbie, and he and that's all Debbie talk about is him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whoop his ass. I'm gonna whoop his. <laughs> when I see him. I'm gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> Debbie will whoop your ass before you even get within ten feet of him. <laughs> Done. <laughs> if if they were to bring him in and bring him in as the young strapping Boba Fett that everyone was expecting then they would have been backtracking in the story. True. But true. you also could That's have made true. it like the old, like you also could have made it like the old Westerns where you had the grizzled, hobbled, like Clint Eastwood. I got shot six times and left for dead, but now I'm out for revenge and I'm coming in and I'm just going to light everyone up. And this town is going to be mine. You know, like there, there are a lot of there are a lot of ways. Oh my goodness! You know, there are a lot of ways. (laughs) Were already dead. Time took care of them for him while he was trying to dig himself out of out of digestive juices. All right, all right, you guys. Um, Uh, What I will say though is, I'm sorry. One more thing. Um, With the Mandalorian, or with both. With Boba Fett season two coming up, I would like to see them just kind of find the happy medium where the stuff that you pointed out that is valid is still kept in the show, but they just bring it back to a, a just less boring. Yeah, that that that, that was my issue. Um, mm-hmm. And I've spoken to Debbie and David about this. Um, that's my problem with Andor. Um, it's like it's just feel, philosophy and that doesn't equate to a good show um you, you, you got to have some action at some point maybe at 50 50 i even take 60 40 split um you, you got to have some action somewhere you just can't have all storyline if that's the case i'll go watch days or our lives or another world a general hospital or something <laughs> like that one of these dramas um you gotta have some action somewhere man that's what people come in to see is the action and you got to have it. And it's like, I love my girl uh, from Ages to Sheila, Amanda Lloyd. Love her to death. Um, the fight scene she did was good. Um, but Andrew wasn't really a whole heck of a lot. And not, whole not, and not a whole heck of a lot in Mandalorian either. And that's the thing that I got to have. If I'm going to get into that, I'm going to have to have some action. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and move on, Shaw. I appreciate it, guys, for that breakdown. Um, oh, not a problem. Ahead. Go ahead, Shaw. Well, All right, next up, next up, we got the um Ant Man three. Um, did anybody see Quantumania yet? Or no, I haven't seen it yet. I have I not. There instead, I've heard very, very mixed reviews, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I heard some like it, some don't. Yeah, I did see the trailer, and I saw Modok, and I was like, that is not on any that level. That is not Modok. I don't oh, know I seen what it. The hell that is. That was like I watched that and I was like, I created better things in like tenth grade computer class. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, well, we know that they've been rushing things with the CG. So oh great! Avros and Ant Man now, Debbie. Awesome. <laughs> hey, buddy. I, I I did enjoy it. It was good. I mean, yeah, it's not better than the truth. I've heard everything like it was good. Um, when I'm trying to write on Marvel, I get the scoop from one of our other writers, Autumn Barnes. She seemed to love it. Um, 
I have my reservation. One, I have a problem with Ant-Man because I don't think they treated the character right. If you were going to have the Avengers lineup, they should have had Hank Pym in there front and center. He was the Avenger. He was the founder of the Avengers. And I think they treated Hank Pym's character terribly. So, I I mean, I like the Scott Lang character, but Scott Lang could have been in Phase 5, and they could have had Hank Pym in Phases 1 through 4. Um and not even done an Ant-Man movie, just had Hank Pym be Ant-Man in the ensemble movies like he was in the comics. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's he arguably, and this is going back, I'm, I'm going way into, way into Nerdville here because I've been reading comics for 20 years, Ant-Man for more than 20 years. I've been reading comics since I was five, so Jesus, I'm old, 33. 33 years I've been reading comics. And um, Hank Pym was never... A front and center character but he was the most important avenger because he always put things together the fact that they had tony stark create ultron was really really off to me Blame hank, it pym, hank pym created ultron hank pym created ultron and that was a beautifully tragic story because he was lonely because his wife was missing i guess and, I created, right. and what Blame right. i'm sorry i'm not making out what you're saying Blame Edgar Wright. It's his fault. Yeah. Okay. Edgar Wright. That's right. Um, and they just didn't handle a lot of things right. And I think a lot of it is because they, they, I don't know if they didn't have the rights at the time. A lot of things were muddled and confused because Universal has some rights still. Disney has some rights still. So I don't know what exactly they can use. But I just think Hank Pym deserved to be front and center more than a just a cameo in Scott Lang Ant-Man. And it really doesn't make sense because Scott Lang comes in and Hank Pym is like, yeah, I got these Pym particles. You're an Avenger now. Okay, where were you, Hank Pym, for the other eight Avengers movies? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, let me head over. I'm going to deviate a little bit, Shaw. I'm going to head over to Diamond. Diamond's got some video game news for us. Diamond, you want to go ahead and get that in for us real quick? Mm-hmm. So first up, apparently GameStop might be facing some issues again. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. It's going through some layoffs, apparently, and no yeah. one seems to be going into the store like that. Have you been to GameStop store? It's depressing. Yeah, like I like going to GameStop and all, but, like, you know, y'all be screwing me over with me like turning in my games 15 plus like oh my like bitch i paid the, 30 bucks for these games how you go how dare you send me five dollars for this and in store credit my ass <laughs> like, this yeah is that's true though because no. those trading because those trading the math don't be mathing yeah they don't it really don't no. you spend 60 70 bucks i'm gonna get we can give you 12 dollars <laughs> That. The hell? I beat this game in three days. You're gonna give me twelve dollars. You're gonna beat you my fucking whole money. All like, what the fuck is this shit? I got the game from you. I bought my, it from you from this particular my, GameStop. From this store. <laughs> my area at one point, Annapolis, Maryland, we had five GameStop locations all in the city, and it's a small city. We have one at the mall, one in every shopping center. 
And I was friends with all those. I was friends with all those managers because it was back in the day when GameStop was actually a cool place to go to talk video games, and they they'd sell you things. And I told the managers, and they all agree with me: your business plan sucks. Your business plan sucks. It sucks, and it's not going to last. Because here's the thing: you need to have you need to have motivation for your employees you're asking them to push these insurance plans you're asking them to push these things give them a commission give them and you know what someone working in that position they're not asking for the world give them a buck for every insurance plan they sell give them a buck for every coverage plan they sell give them a buck for every pre-owned game they sell on a customer and and you know give them some sort of hey calm down buddy calm down Calm down. I'm sorry. I'm talking loud. I'll talk a little quiet. You got something to say about game li- about GameStop? But I mean, it's like you know, give them a little bit of give give your employees a little bit of rope. Give them something to you know make them work harder mm-hmm. instead of going in and they're on their phone and like, well, I'm only making nine dollars an hour, so fuck you. I don't care. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. I don't... You good? You good? You good? We're um, we're but like eight. it was in the spirit of the it was in the spirit of the conversation um real quick before you i just want to say real quick if you want to know more about what's going on with gamestop um there's a youtuber uh camelot 331 um who follows a lot of what gamestop does as well as other companies so definitely check his youtube channel out go ahead but i mean i think they should have done that i think they should have uh coast consigned with people turning games in as opposed to just giving them 10 bucks for a game that came out last week that you already beat. If you came in within a if you came in within a certain time rate, if you bought if you spent 60 bucks at their store and helped them pay their bills and you come in you're like, "Hey, I beat it. I want to return it. I want someone else to play it." They should have had the option for you to co- consign. They should have had a consignment option. And that way it would help you sell it. Right. And was- it would it would be more they just didn't that's the problem when you have the people that own gamestop don't play video games and they're not part of the culture they mm-hmm. try to exploit nerds and they try mm-hmm. to exploit geeks and they mm-hmm. try to squeeze every last dollar out where if they actually and i hate to use the word appease i'm using a lot of hurt words i hate today but if they actually appealed to people they would make 10 times more money because they had a good they would have had a good business plan mm-hmm. give com- treat your employees good give them a commission give them make them able to buy something more than mcdonald's in the mall food court for lunch right, right. Uh, that's all i have to say about it it's a terrible company it really is and i used to work for him i used to and, work for him i worked for him as a third key um here in georgia and man let me tell you that it it's just, it's just terrible. It's just yeah. terrible. An anecdote: As a customer, I walked in when the GameCube was discontinued and GameStop stopped taking GameCube games. I was trying to scoop up all the GameCube games I could find because it's one of my favorite systems. I walked in. I said, "Hey, can I see what GameCube games you have? I want to. I, I kind of want to just uh, buy them in bulk and see if I could talk to a manager." And the girl, sweet girl, turned around. She was like, "Okay," and she goes to open the drawer, and the manager's like, "Wait." You don't have authorization. I was like, dude, the games nobody wants. I'm trying to get them off your hands. Just let her open the freaking drawer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't make any I'm sense, man. They don't make any sense, man. 
Like, I remember mean, going work there as a kid, and I was like, oh, this is the place to be at. And then realizing that as a teenager, I was like, I don't want to work there. I'd rather take my chances at like Six Flags or something. You really don't want to uh, trust me. My wife when worked was, there. My wife worked was, there as a seasonal uh, employee for Christmas one year when we were hard on times financially. And she said, I'll never go back there. That's how I got started. I got started when the company, when it was Babbage's until they got bought. And then I went back. I was just uh, seasoning help. Then I got um, moved, moved up to a third key position. Um, and it, it it was just terrible. And they don't, and, and, and go, go to Ambrose Point, they don't pay nobody. So if this is going to be a part-time job, you might be okay. But if it's your full-time job, and you're not a store manager or a DM, uh-uh. You ain't getting you no. Know, I mean, like if you're a general manager and that's your second job and you like playing video games, then you're good because you get this systems for free and everything, and you get games for free. But other than that, it's a terrible oh, place oh, to work. Uh-uh. They My wife, the, they, they don't do the managers meetings anymore. They, oh, they don't do that. Back. So, with the managers meetings gone, guess what? You don't get no free system. Like my like my wife would come home and she'd be like, "I'm never doing this again." She said, I'm getting paid $9 an hour to be lectured about pushing insurance policies after every single transaction. You sure you, them GPGs and gameplay guarantees and them game informers, you got to push all them. If you don't push them but you don't get any numbers, guess what? Nope. I have a stack nope. of game informers in my dresser right now just like collecting yeah. dust. Yeah. Good much yep. you're done with it. That's it. It ain't nothing to really be oh. doing it. And, 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 and Ambrose brought it up. You know, they trick people into thinking if you work for GameStop, you're part of the video game industry. You're part of that culture. No, you're not. No, you're not. No. Mm-mm. No. And half the news in, in the Game Informer 90% of the time was from like three months before. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was stuff you already knew. They had some reliable game reviews, but other than that, that was like 30 seconds of my time. It was, it was that, like, the only thing was they'd had some reliable... Calm down, buddy. Calm down. You want to go to GameStop? <laughs> no, nah, he's saying he's saying F GameStop. <laughs> he's saying GameStop got dad mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I don't calm now. down, Dad. You calm down. You calm down. <laughs> you know, my daughter said that to me the other day, and I was like, uh, you know, I all right, I'm done. <laughs> what else you got, Donna? Mm, so also Elden Ring has officially announced that both their physical and digital sales top 20 million units. Meaning this is the biggest game sold by From Software. Mm. I'm shocked that it's only 20 million. They've re-released that game like 80 times. Yeah. It's been a bunch. It's been a bunch since they released it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Elden Ring, but it's like every time I see it, it's like it's like Grand Theft Auto 5 at this point. It's like, oh, let me guess. Getting like mad. There's another re-release. Getting like mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anything else, Dallas? Yeah, Sony has announced that on their new state of play, uh, some games being the PS PSVR two experience of a sci-fi shooter, and Boulder's game PC version will be re- uh, launched on August thirty first, with a P- with a PlayStation version also being released. Mm. And then, mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and real quick, I got something. Um, over over on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you got. Oh, about maybe eight, maybe eight hours left to go catch the um, seven star surfing Pikachu rage. So definitely go check that out. <laughs> if you hadn't already got them, go get them. Um, 
took me a little bit because he's kind of hard because he throws his shield up right from the beginning. So definitely, if you don't have him yet, go on and get him now. I don't play I don't play Pokemon, but Psyduck is my spirit animal. Because once you get, because because once you get, because once you get him, you be you be happy you got him because that surfing that surfing piggy two is a challenge. All right, anything else, Diamond? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so there's like a sneak peek at Street Fighter Six gameplay with three new characters revealed. I saw Lily. that. Yeah, Lily, Cammy, and Zangief. I saw that. How is Cammy a new character? Well, like. Am I missing something? It's like a, a new design, I think. New design, and, and, and a, a new them, character, though. And a, and a lot of them, were new, and a lot of them has a new design. Ryu has a new design. Chun Li has a new design. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of them were designed brand new. Um, yeah, like I, said, I can't, I can't wait for the game. So we need to hurry up and come on. I can't. Um, I, did, I never got to play Street Fighter Five. That was kind of when I was. I had an. Uh, I was in the middle of uh, a lot of games at the time. I love Street Fighter games. I still play them on Super Nintendo, but um, I, oh, I, I don't agree with the marketing that says Cammy's a new character. Well, I, was okay. I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't. You know, like Cammy's a new character. Okay, what is this? Nineteen ninety-two. Five was okay though. It was all right. It's pretty good. It was a pretty good. And third, mm-hmm. my, my my favorite is Third Strike. That's my favorite. I think my favorite was uh, was it two international, two international or two turbo? What was the I'm one? Where you could, what was the one where you could play as in Bison and he wasn't just a boss? That was a good game. Mm. I'm thinking it's two. It's but there's like five twos and yeah, I don't yeah. know which one it was. Yeah, yeah it's a bunch of them. It's yeah. a bunch of them. But I love but I love Third Strike and I love uh, Street Fighter Alpha Two. That was my favorite two. So go ahead. Technically, this is like Street Fighter Ten. There's been a lot of them out there. Combat, just like multiple versions of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> and that's supposed to be coming back soon. I think what was it, Shaw? Did you put that in the lineup? Mortal Kombat Twelve's coming out. Yep. All right, we'll talk about soon. that in a minute. Okay. Get over here. <laughs> Yep. Also, there's some footage of Resident Evil 4, mostly of the uh, I can't pronounce his name, Crawler, the Crawler mm. fight, the knife mm. fight, along with an announcement of a VR mode and a mercenaries mode coming. Cool. Was yeah. oh, this a remake? Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. And cool. also, like Capcom has announced that the special demo is coming soon, so it may be related to the uh, Resident Evil 4 game or not. Like kind of how Resident Evil, what was it? Uh, eight was wasn't relate, kind of related to it. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Sure. How is it that we have activism, Activision, always in disarray? EA always in disarray. Ubisoft always in disarray. And yet, like Capcom flies under the radar, it's and it's Cap- like. We're still giving you some bomb ass games. Because Capcom knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah, but no one ever is like, yo, Capcom is still awesome. Everyone writes about how all these other companies are jipping the customers and like and failing, but right. Capcom is consistently just being like, you know what? The fans do want this. Put it in. Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Resident Evil. Okay, one of the games wasn't that bad. Let's fix that. <clears throat> Put it out. Thanks, yeah. Capcom. But yeah. like, and no one ever covers Capcom. 
because they're the it, same it's same other game companies and saying that mm, yeah we're not gonna do what they're doing like we're not gonna do I microtransactions mean, like that yeah but like yeah. it's so bizarre because capcom is the most like if you think about it they're never fans are never mad at them but they're even they're, when they release a bad game there are some bad resident evil games you can't avoid it but fans are never mad at Capcom ultimately. But how much drama and, do you hear from? But how much drama do you hear from Capcom as a studio, though? And how much drama do you hear from them as a studio? You, you don't hear hardly any drama from Capcom, and I think and, that's how and, people only no one ever covers them. Right? There's nothing that you they do that you can really complain about. I mean, no, like, but the thing is, though, why, why, why is that positive? <laughs> Hold on, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Why is that positivity, though, never covered? Why isn't anyone like, hey, Capcom's actually doing some awesome things over here? It should like, be. I agree putting you. Out some should be. There's putting out some quality content. Why isn't Square Enix covered? Square Enix put out another great game. There was no drama over there. I mean, it took a, six years to produce this Deus Ex game, but the game is awesome. And no one is upset, and no one was sexually harassed, and Bobby Kotick didn't threaten to kill anybody's parents. True. Like, you know, I mean, I don't understand why. I don't understand why the positivity doesn't get the same exposure that the negativity does. And I think that's a lot of why people have negative, like, people that are casual have negative views on gaming well i'll say this to kind of like wrap things up if you go back and look at the internet as a whole drama sells more than positivity drama gets more attention than positivity so i know that yeah yeah so i guess that's the reason why i'm a career rest i'm a career restaurant industry worker and i pride myself i was a great server i was an even better bartender but my complaints always outweighed my uh always outweighed my compliments because oh, yeah. no yeah. one ever takes the time to leave a compliment. Right. You have the They'll one leave. bad you have that one bad day and six people are like, that guy's a jerk. It's like a survey. You know, you get a yeah. survey in a retail environment, they're not gonna comment positively on a good survey, but you do something wrong, he best believe they're gonna comment on on that negative. Mm-hmm. All right, uh Dom, you got anything else? Yeah, there's like a few more. Um Go ahead. so Microsoft signs a 10-year contract to bring Xbox games, mostly Call of Duty, to Nintendo Switch. I was so kind of happy and I was so I'm trying, happy. I was kind of happy and confused. I mean, I'm on the fence on that. I'll let everyone else go because I have a lot of questions. I like, mean, why don't the, you just put Halo on there? Just, just do that. I mean, the OLED might, the OLED might be able to handle it, but a Nintendo Switch, which is only running at sixty frames a second, mm-hmm. I don't know. If and I'm a huge proponent of the Wii U. I thought the Wii U was a much better system than it got credit for. If they did that with the Wii U, I'd be a little bit more confident. But the Switch isn't as powerful as the Wii U. Mm-hmm. They kind of took a step back, and it was a it was a great business. Yes, we all love Nintendo. <laughs> it kind of took a step back, and you know said, "Hey, we need to create something for everybody," and it worked. It was a fantastic business decision. I love my Nintendo Switch. My wife loves my Nintendo Switch. My kid loves my Nintendo Switch. That is what Nintendo was going for. They want something for everybody. They want something everybody in the house is going to play. But um, the Wii U was more powerful. 
the Wii U had better graphics. And given that it's a cartridge-based system, I don't know how you're going to get the same output on well, a well, switch that well, you will on an Xbox. Well, if you... What the more than likely they'll probably put it in the store and you can digitally download it, so that would help. But I don't know because, like I say, it's a 60 frame per second system. Like I said, maybe the OLED can handle it graphics wise to make it look better. But I, it, it, but the original it, Switch, the, the Switch well, Lite, I don't know. Thing. They would have been able to do it on the Wii U. I don't see this being, I mean, I like it. I grew up on Nintendo. I always root for Nintendo. I know a lot of people don't like them. I know they've done some shady business dealings and stuff, and they, they're kind of like the apple of the video game industry. Like, a lot of people have sworn Nintendo off. But um, I, I just don't see. And I like it in spirit. I like the fact that all three consoles are getting together and they're working together instead of trying to divide the fans. But I don't see something like the Switch comparing to something like the Xbox S. I don't see that. Uh, I'm not a coder, so it could very well happen if some genius comes in and figures out how to compress things here and decompress things here and send the game out. Then, all right, good on you, man. You proved me wrong. But I just don't think this... I don't think it's going to be successful. I think what's going to happen is Nintendo is going to be hit with some neutered bare bones games that are also available on Xbox with minimal DLC. And they're going to rely on little kids that have a switch wanting to play call of duty. Um, I, I think that's what it's eventually going to end in. Can't you My thing is they're two different. You're, you're talking to two different gaming audiences, right? And don't get me wrong. I totally agree with that, by the way. The Switch is a great system for what it is. But people who want to play Call of Duty, they don't want to play it on a Switch. They Mm -hmm. want to have their customized controller with Mm -hmm. the comfort grips. Because, I mean, I've held a Switch a few times. I don't actually have one, but I've, like, used ones that friends have had, things of that nature. They're not comfortable to hold for a prolonged period of time. No, I think Nintendo's biggest problem was the GameCube controller was the best controller they ever put out, and they abandoned it, and they have not had a decent controller. Yeah, but the thing is, though, really it gets down to two different audiences. Even adults who play Nintendo, if Nintendo's your niche, you don't really care about Call of Duty. If Call of Duty is your niche... Then Nintendo is like, oh, I have it just to say I have all the systems. So I'm a little concerned that they're betting on this in a way that's not necessarily going to benefit either side as much as they think it's going to. Right. I think it's a risky but acceptable gamble for Microsoft because Microsoft is sitting there, and I can guarantee you this was in the boardroom. They're sitting there, and they're like, we don't have a system on the go. How can we expand our product line and give it to people who want to play the games on the go? Because Microsoft never had a handheld system. Yeah, but most and I think this is their way. We really don't want a system on the go. uh, But here's I'm not I'm not done yet because 
None of this stuff is done above board. I can guarantee you they have a handheld system in the works. They're going to lend their titles to Nintendo for 10 years. They're going to develop a handheld system. And once they get the data and once they get the technology and once they can figure out how to get people playing Call of Duty on the go on a Microsoft handheld console, they're going to do that. They're using Nintendo for research right now. But here's the thing. Most people who play Call of Duty, very few people play it for the story. They play it for the multiplayer. And, you know, we all already look crazy walking around talking with our earbuds in, our earpieces, whatever you've got that's wireless. You don't need to look even more crazy running around screaming about all the things you're going to do to some somebody's mom because, you know, they just, you know, corpse camped you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I porked your mother last night, Chubbeck. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing, is like, the Call of Duty games and the way that people, that the majority of people play them, is not conducive to being mobile. But I think the video game industry in itself is insidious. I think Microsoft is doing this because they're like, we want to be able, the new thing is people on the go, people playing on the bus to work, people playing when they're in a traffic jam. People are not sitting at home playing video games all the time now. Well, to be fair, to be fair, we do have the, um, we already have something similar to that, um, I mean, you do it on your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same. They want something compact. I mean, you could do it on your phone through Game Pass. But it's not playing on your phone's a pain in the ass. So it's playing on a Switch. I mean, and I mean, but 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 I get Cat's point because I understand Cat's point too. I'm not discounting Cat's point. It's going to be kind of awkward to play Call of Duty on a Pro controller. It's going to be kind of awkward to play on. I mean, I play on my phone on some of the Game Pass stuff, but I have a controller set up for it, one of those Bluetooth mobile controllers, and it's perfect for me because it's an Xbox controller, basically. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Game Pass is out there, but I don't, I don't know. No. Mark my words. This has been a problem with Microsoft for a while. They've been behind Sony. They've been behind Nintendo. They've never had. Hey, buddy. They've never had. They've never had a handheld system. They never have. That's true. Ten years. Ten years is usually the development time for a console. We'll see what they do. From beginning beginning to finish, that's usually the development time for a console. So I think they're going to release these games. They're going to allow the Switch to have them. They're going to see what works, what doesn't. And you'll have, like, I don't know, what in... 20, what are we in 2022 now? I don't know. It's all been 2020 to me. Uh, what are we, uh, 2023? Mm-hmm. 30, 2034, we're going to have Xbox S Lite. We'll see for sure. And it's going to be a handheld system, and they're going to iron the kinks out, and they're going to do that off of the backs of Nintendo. We'll see what happens there. Denver, what else you got? Mm-hmm. So Hogwarts Legacy sells 12 million units. In the, the first two weeks, man, nice, like, yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome game. Has mm-hmm. anyone else played it yet? I have. You have awesome. Mm-hmm. If you want to tune in, me and Chris Cassidy are doing a um special MCU Mondays. We're going to talk about uh Hogwarts Legacy on Monday. Cool, cool. I'll be there. All right. 
Uh, also, Atomic Heart was also released along with that the developers Mudfish has apologized for a racist cartoon after PC Gamer published a story about the racist character found within the game. Mm. It wasn't that bad. What mm. was the rate? I'm so tired of this. So, stuff. Well, here's the thing. Let me start with the fact it's that as someone who has played Atomic Heart, um, it's definitely gives you some Bioshock infinite kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and told me. With a very strong... If you don't know what you're playing, it kind of looks like a Russian propaganda game. Like you would expect it to be seen in World War II. Russian propaganda. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's a lot of those games that are released in that region. They have that feel. Yeah. Right. Um, and I And I understand it. Like... As you get further into the game, though, you kind of start to see kind of that unravel just like you did with Bioshock Infinite, that, like, this perfect utopia isn't really that great. Um, I briefly saw it, and I was like, oh, this guy... And I, I already knew, just because, like we were talking about earlier, people want to latch onto something that is negative. And I, I'm just going to put my two cents out there. So a lot of people were upset about the game because it's like, well, hey, it's a Russian game developing company development company which i'm pretty sure the developers made sure they were out of the country before this game launched mm-hmm. um otherwise they might not have made it out of the country once they realized it was not as pro-russia as people were expecting um, which i don't i honestly and to, i'm sorry i keep jumping in on you i don't even understand that logic like i understand russia's bad ukraine is good but are we going to punish Russian workers that had nothing to do with this well, conflict? The concern with that is that it is a Russian company, so that means money is going into the Russian government to help fund the war. However, okay. I play someone like me, and most of us, I think, are playing it on Game Pass. I don't know very many people that I've actually talked to that actually went out and bought the physical copy. But the thing is, these are all people that have to do that unwillingly, and they're trying to make a living. Well, right, and it like is I, I, so I don't understand. They're not inherently evil people. They're not right. the ones fighting Ukraine. I get it, but there's always yeah. money politics involved in it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it, though, is ever since, and I don't know if you've noticed this, Diamond, or any of the rest of the crew, like ever since Cyberpunk. When people got so upset that there were apparently glitches. Ah, I punched myself in the face. I never, I, I didn't really experience that many glitches that would have made me be like, oh, this game is unplayable. Mm-hmm. But as soon as people started screaming, they started getting their money back. So we're saying that if people rant like long and hard about stuff, they're going to be like, yes, we'll, we'll like bend to your will. and Yeah, we're going to give you this money back so you have a free game. It's no. like is, it's like that ridiculous. Simpsons episode where Lisa meets President Bill Clinton, and Bill right. Clinton does says, "Welcome to America. If you complain hard enough, you can get whatever you want." Right. And she and says, I, "And she says that's a pretty lousy message." And he goes, "Yeah, but I'm a pretty lousy president." And then the show just ends. I mean, you know. And so I think where the uproar is coming because it. It wasn't race. It was less racist than the scene in Bioshock where you have to pick the baseball. Exactly. Um, <coughs> I think, I think a lot of it is, though, with video game critics, too. And critics need to get over things. Video games are the new cinema. They're, they're imitations of life. 
there are going to be things that are offensive. Yeah. There are going to be things you don't want to see. But it's it's like any when movies were worth being made 15, 20, 25 years ago, you had that. And it caused discussion. And people mm-hmm. talked about it. And it was a rallying point. It was like, hey, man, like this was actually a really good scene added in. Let's talk about this. Let's see how far we've come as a society now that we've had to go through this in this video game or movie or show. But people watch this now and it's like, it's there's none of that's taken into account. It's offensive. Like It's, prob- it, it's, problem- it's offensive. It's problematic. Like, it needs to go. Um, and you don't see the whole scope. You don't even see that problematic part get resolved later on in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's what it is. It's such a well done game that you know people were like people were probably expecting it to have errors and issues, like most games do at launch. When it didn't have any, they had to go hunting for them. Mm-hmm. So. If you in like it, it's a really it, it, there's a lot of things that you're gonna see that if you're not familiar with your American history are going to come across as very racist. But if you were raised during the Cold War, you're like, no, that that tracks. Yep. Because yep. it it's very much back to the 80s, like because of the fact that the game does take place in Russia, where there's a lot of anti-American propaganda. Um, which is and I'm sure that that's part of what's bothering people because no one knows their history anymore as a no it's not taught it hurts feelings as a cold as a kid who was raised during the cold war with the threat of we could get nuked at any time yep for me it's just kind of like yeah that tracks but I really think it is people complaining to get a money grab Mm -hmm. but I mean yeah and a lot of it too is you sit there and I'll, I'll, I'll finish this People aren't willing to listen. And I'll end it with this and we'll move on. I'm sorry. I I didn't get long-winded. But Mm -hmm. um, people aren't willing to listen. People are so divided by identity politics that once they form an opinion, they won't see something play out and say, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe 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 I misjudged this. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't get the big picture. And I'll point to an anecdote. When Roseanne was still on Roseanne before she was canceled by, uh, you know, the shitty comment she made. Part of my language again. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. Um, but she made bad comments. She deserved to be removed from her show. But before that, there was an episode, and it was highly controversial, of the new Roseanne, where a Muslim family moved into the neighborhood. And everyone was up in arms without watching the episode. And I said, everybody, we need to watch the show and see how it plays out. You can't be up in arms. Now, what happened was this Muslim Muslim family moved in and completely normal for, you know, suburban white people to have a phobia of Muslims. That happens all the time. But in the course of the show, Roseanne got to know this family got to, you know, connect with them. And then when the woman was at the end of the show, when the woman was discriminated against in like, I think it was a supermarket, Roseanne defended her. 
and it ended up being a positive outcome from something that was uh, an irrational fear. So everybody that was protesting, I was like, did you watch the episode? No, I'm not going to watch that trash. I think you should watch the episode. I think it sends a really good message. Why would I watch the episode? Well, I just told you, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dude. But I mean, and that's a lot of the thing. And that's a lot. People don't, people cut it short when they want to cut it short. That's my point. Understood. Understood. All right, then we got anything else? Yeah, like one more thing. Uh, A new trailer for the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, was released from Rocksteady. But it was hitting some points that uh, may or may not annoy gamers from a battle pass being at the forefront of the game to a gear score allowing players to access and play harder missions. Just like, dang. Hey, he gonna go to microtransactions right off the rip. Yeah, we get to the damn game. <laughs> we get to the damn game. Uh, thank you for that, Dom. I appreciate that. Um, appreciate getting, getting us caught up in the world of video games. I'm gonna roll back to Shaw for a second. Shaw, what else we got? All right. Next up, we got some information um, about the upcoming Marvel project uh, projects. Um, Secret Wars and Ironheart will be releasing this year. Everything else will be pushed. This includes the Marvels, which will be released on November 10th instead. We have a picture of the first new um, um, poster for that. Picture number one, please. They have very glowy nether regions. I just want to say, y'all see who number one, right? The <laughs> best one is number one. The best one. You see where Bree is, right? Actually, Bree should be on the ground and no girl, but she can't fly, so I get it. But, Look, everyone knows how much I love Bree Larson. Number one. I know you're being sarcastic <laughs> now. I know you're being um, sarcastic now. I mean, the only thing I can say about the Marvels is I feel bad for that girl that plays Miss Marvel. Because she's a good actress, and they tried that character did not deliver in the comics. No one liked her in the comics. The show was ill received, and this kid just puts her all into it. And it's heartbreaking to see this little kid just working her butt off, and it's it's a thankless job. And I think it's wrong for them to put her in this position. But I I mean that's just me. All right, so what else we got? Um, Kevin Feige finally confirms that they are working on a Spider-Man 4, so that's no longer just rumors. It's actually happening. Okay. Anyone else want to go? Well, I'm, so I'm sure it has to do with the rights, because the more... When it comes to Spider-Man, because they have certain rights to it, Sony still has certain rights to it, so they have to continue to make content ever so often. Otherwise, they risk their argument when it comes to the rights. Yeah, that's why they keep making stupid Morbius movies. Um, But, like, why... How is this happening? Because Sony is not giving that property up. No, but but Marvel still has partial rights to, to Spider-Man, yeah. so... That's okay, but they have partial rights to Hulk, which determines that Hulk can't be in his own standalone film. That's totally different. Yeah, that's it, a different, it's a different issue. Right yeah. I mean, but how do they have the right to make a film? Is Sony participating in it? Does Sony get a cut? It's yeah, whatever it's... their agreement is. With I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to be combative. I'm just yeah. trying to, like, no, this is complicated. Movies are between both of them. They, they both do it together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's going to be like a, a Avengers Endgame. Kind of like all the movies has been all, all these Spider-Man movies specifically has been part both Sony and Marvel together. Okay, but Sony still owns the exclusive rights. No. Basically, have, Marvel has a portion of the rights. Sony has a portion of the rights. Right. Part of their agreement yeah. is that they work in a collaborative way to produce the Spider-Man films and the Spider-Man content. See, Universal did it right. Universal said, we got rights to the Hulk. And Marvel's like, you haven't made a Hulk movie in 10 years. They're like, yeah, but that roller coaster is keeping our rights going, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let me, let me get into some of these real quick. Um, new lineup for new lineup for Marvel. Um, we got a picture of that, Shaw? Or mm-hmm. just... Yeah, picture number 13. Okay. Yeah, these are the new release schedules for the uh, following movies and shows. Hopefully they don't get pushed back. I'm I'm really looking forward to X-Men 97. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I want to know what they're going to do with Craven the Hunter. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Eh, give me a trailer and we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's gonna be it's really either going to be really good or really bad. Like, remember, what was it? Uh, the show with the chick from Baywatch where it was like Sheena, Sheena Jungle Lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's back in the day. Yeah, that's back in the day. Uh, Ron Reynolds has officially announced on social media that Emma Corrin, best known for their Emmy nominated work as Princess Diana in the Crown, has joined Deadpool 3's cast. I wonder what he'll be doing. Um, Patrick, hopefully, Taskmaster. Hopefully. Um, Patrick Stewart hints at, re- at return of him and Ian McClain. If you don't know who Ian is, he's Magneto. Um, Marvel Studio reportedly adds sequels to both Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Oh my god, <laughs> no, 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 we don't need this. Oh my god, oh god, oh we man, don't need this. Who oh asked god, for this? <laughs> who asked for this is what I'm trying to figure out. Nobody wants the Eternals. I'm cool with Shang-Chi, but don't nobody want to see Eternal. No, no. We don't need that. Oh, my gosh. Remember, Stop it. Remember that? No, we remember, don't need it. Remember that time? Oh, my gosh. Remember that time we, we couldn't make a Fantastic Four movie on time? But we have a second Eternals movie coming out. Don't make no sense, man. The first one sucked. I mean, Angelina Jolie was the best part of it. Hold on, Doctor Doom. And she wasn't going to have and, to wait to make your debut. Uh, I mean, and in this movie, she wouldn't even act. Uh, act um, what is it? Agmented <laughs> or, or armored up or whatever with the with the with the with the lady parts and stuff like she did in Tomb Raider. She was still the best yeah. thing that was in Eternals. Oh man, I'm laughing. Oh man, uh, I made my day. Oh, X no, X Men, stay in the bullpen. Oh my We're not gosh. making anything on you yet. We this, have this, number this. one priority is the internals. My God, stupid! <laughs> Disney Parks revealed. The, Disney Park reveals that Rogers the musical, the one at play from Hawkeye, is coming to California Adventure Park this summer. Yeah, you <laughs> Yeah, you can miss me. You can miss me with that. Marvel's ha- Marvel's hashtag Nova reportedly now on a slower development plan. That really sucks. Because I want yeah, Cat. I want no, Cat. Because I'm with Cat. Gotta make room for the Eternals. Got to. But I, but I'm with Cat. I'm with Cat. I want to see the Nova Core. 
Yeah. <coughs> Come on, they man. They do so much with Nova and a group like the New Warriors, which <laughs> joined. Mm-hmm. Would be awesome if they had Night Thrasher when it was gritty and he had the blades that shot out of his wrists and he had the sword, the samurai sword. And then I guess you kind of have to include Speedball in there. But I mean, stop, bud. I know I hate Speedball too. Um, but uh, but no, I I mean, Nova's one of those, one of the most powerful beings in marvel and they're they they but eternals <laughs> got eternals got eternals <laughs> hey nova you're awesome and people want to see you but we have to release a whole bunch of sludge that people have to wade through to get to you. we don't need eternals um <laughs> Um, J- Jonathan Hackman is returning to Marvel's Ultimates Universe by teaming up with Ultimates artist Brian Hitched for a new four-issue series dubbed Ultimate Invasion. Looks interesting. Um, Moon Knight will return. I'm down for that. Um, the spot to be the spot to be the spot to be main villain of Spider of, of the Spider Verse. Um, Guardian of the Galaxy trailer. I haven't seen that yet. I don't it's think. pretty good. I don't think I've seen that. It's man. good. It's a good okay. trailer. Okay. Yeah, I'm see it. I'm good. A, was that one of the Super Bowl trailers? Yeah. I think so. I'm yeah. Check it out. yeah. I'm going to check it yeah. out. Um, and go on, can I go back to Moon Knight for a second? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, real quick, a lot of people had a problem with the Moon Knight. It was an origin story. Rewatch it. You'll appreciate it. I know it went slow. I know there was a lot of dialogue, not a lot of action, but. I've been reading Moon Knight since he's one of the characters that I like that got me into comics, and that's how the comics went. My that's how the com- that's that's how the comics flowed. My only issue with Moon Knight the series was the last episode. That was my only issue. Everything else was fine with me, but except that last episode, I couldn't stand that last episode. I mean, um, but you looked at an origin story. Everything else was cool. Everything else was cool. Everything was I I I mean I even liked the finale. I like what they did with the Scarlet Scarab. I I liked I I, I liked it. So I have to disagree with you there. Um, but it's people don't appreciate origin stories anymore. So they set a foundation, and now you're going to see the action. Right. So when season two comes out, you're going to see the action. It's going to be if they if they stay as faithful to the comic in this round as they did to the last round. It's gonna be awesome. So right. give it a chance. Don't don't discount it. Watch the show. If you've been watching it, stick with it. Um, we got the Flash trailer. Uh, we got the third unknown Batman in the Flash. Uh, Shaw gave us some picks on three and four. That suit don't look right. I mean, it's not so bad. Who, who are the two known Batman? Is it Affleck and Keaton? Yes. Okay. And that's the unknown one? I've done an unknown yet. I mean, I highly doubt it'll be Clooney. Yeah, Clooney ain't picking that role back up. I highly doubt, and it's not Kilmer. Because Kilmer Kilmer can't talk. Poor Val Kilmer's, you know, he's... He's having a lot of problems. I mean, I, I I pray for him. I hope he does well. Yeah. But he's not in any role to play Batman. So that leaves and Adam West is dead. Yeah. So that guy. leaves that leaves Bale. 
we're going to be looking at um the or, first... or uh sparkly mcsparkles yeah yeah, yeah. uh hot topic batman <laughs> or batman. or conroy conroy the movie was was filmed before his death who Conroy, Karen Conroy. Yeah, but I think he was voiceovering, if I recall correctly, because he was having some health issues at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be it. a. It might be James Gunn is eccentric enough, where I'll piggyback off Shaw on this. James Gunn is eccentric enough where it could be a stand-in, and they dub in Conroy's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a first look at Lady Gaga at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Pick number five. Yep, yep. There we go. Um, Man, this looks like two meth addicts trying to find a book. Dang. <laughs> uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> Peacemaker season two still happening, but it's delayed. Uh, I want to see more John Cena dancing in his underwear. Yeah, I need I need more like John Cena in my life as Peacemaker. Like, can we have a show where Debbie and Kat are the only people on the shows and they debate who's hotter? We need to do that. Cat would be like John Cena underwear, and Debbie Kat, would be like oh, Harrison Ford. Or it could be, <laughs> or it could be Jason Momoa's abs versus Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, but that's two different genres. That's like Sean, that's like throwing Sean Connery into the mix. Like <laughs> Sean Connery got better looking as he got older because he looked kind of funky in his in his thirties. But hey, look, yeah. I'm a cynical asshole, and Sean Connery gave me hope throughout my whole life. Um, <laughs> Every time I watched him act, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, we yes. definitely. We, I might invite Debbie next week. I just might invite her next week just to get her and cat together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could all just take bets. We all just take bets. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. This has um, been the best show I've done so far. <laughs> That would be so awesome, hey buddy. I'm not hitting you. Um, Come on. According to according to multiple report report from scoopers and those actually in attendance, recent <laughs> recent test screens of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been disastrous. I believe that. Um, James Gunn answered a fan on Twitter about the new heroes in the DCU reset, <laughs> revealing that at least one major casting announcement will come in the next six months. Come on now, man. Well, on, take man. this with a grain of salt. That be. We know take what that's this- gonna be. Take this with a grain of salt, but I read last night, and I think it was on like giant freaking robots. So it's like twenty five percent like not true, and seventy five percent these people don't know what they're talking about. But um, Jason Momoa has reportedly, hi husband, I love you. You're shouting. Okay, thanks. My wife's got to get up early in the morning. She was kind enough to leave a comment instead of yelling at me. Oh. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, Barbara. <laughs> I am so sorry. You love the My... <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah. That's so funny. My wife um, is the realest lady you'll ever meet. Um, we're sorry, ma'am. <laughs> but um, we're sorry for waking you up, hon. Uh, what would we uh? I lost it. Oh, I'm about to go into the next one. Um, a live action How to Train Your Dragon movie. It's actually happening at Universal, at Universal Pictures. Um, live action? Live action. 
Um, so it's going to be Dragonheart? More or less, maybe. yeah. Maybe. Um, not on script. I also want to say, I posted that in the chat earlier. Netflix looks to be receiving a lot, re- releasing a live-action Pokemon show. I don't know how the hell that's going to work, but we'll see. Um, Netflix normally messes up everything. Um, they look to be given that it's Netflix, they're gonna find a cat, they're gonna paint it yellow and call it Pikachu. They've they've done, and I think they took the page from Detective Pikachu's book as far as visuals, but I think the writer's gonna sink it. Um, after what Netflix did to Cowboy Bebop, I go into anything they do with zero expectations. I can't get disappointed if I don't have any expectations. The Mandalorian. Episode list picture number 11. We're gonna go into this. There you go. Oh, yeah, episode one, March 1st. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're gonna, be able to, we're gonna be able to kick into that. Um, that'll uh that'll help my frustrations with Lent. Hey <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> a new a new report claims yet another Hellboy reboot film is on the way. Really? Really? I don't disagree with that, man. I don't know why that's I don't, I don't know why that's terrible, but that's that series was a banger. Okay. I don't like Hellboy. I'm not a fan, but that series was a moneymaker. Um, so that did really fan, well. Here, so here's the thing. I think as a fan, we got really <clears throat> used to seeing Ron Perlman as Hellboy. But when they put... Was it Josh Brolin, I think, they put in the, the most recent one? Mm-hmm. He had a thinner body type, which is more true to the comic mm. depiction of him. Gotcha. But for people that gotcha. don't read comics, they all see Ron Perlman. I mean, it would be like replacing him. Who, who was on... a perfect Hellboy. Yeah, he was really good. And Roland's Hellboy, I haven't seen all of that one. I've seen p- bits and pieces. I haven't watched it all the way through. It, he wasn't bad. But I think people just, they got used to a look. And that's. That's what they stuck with. Yeah. Yep. So wait, um... if I could get another minute. Josh Brolin has been Jonah Hex. Hellboy, and at the same time, in continuation at the MCU, Cable and Thanos. Is he just picking up piles of spaghetti and throwing them at the wall and seeing what the numbers are? (laughs) Uh, Rumor from reliable sources, Stephen, from reliable sources, Stephen Moffat, um, Stephen Moffat to return to Doctor Who. That's kind of big. It's um, out of my wheelhouse. That's kind of big. Mm-hmm. Um, well, PlayStation. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kat. That's part of the reason why people feel that the last few seasons haven't done well is because Moffat had stepped away, mm. and they brought in people that were less familiar with the lore. Right. So. I don't um, know anything about Doctor Who, but I know this last season has been very divisive with fans. I couldn't mm-hmm. avoid reading about it. Because of what we do here at Geek News now. Every other article was Doctor Who this and Doctor Who that. And some people liked it. Some people didn't. But it was incredibly divisive. Um, A PlayStation State of Play event will take place on February 23rd and feature new details on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, um, PSVR 2 games, and third-party titles. Um, Mortal Kombat 12 is officially on the way this year. And uh new law and then we have a new Lord of the Rings, picture number twelve. I don't and last, why? 
And last but certainly not least, I'm gonna give y'all something even more to get upset about. We have I, a new, I, we have a new, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We have a new Barney. No, That's terrifying. No, dude, that I, thing I, is terrible. No, why did you do that to me? I just got that out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to do you one better. 1877 Cars for Kids. KARS Cars for Kids. Dang. That's for doing oh. that. Dang. Look at that, man. <laughs> that, that, that thing terrible, man. Thing terrible. Is a dinosaur looked like a grape on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is terrible, man. It's, ter- it's trash. Dude, who asked for this? Dude, that thing would go into Jurassic Park and trash. just exterminate all the other dinosaurs. That's like asking for the Caillou reboot. Like, who asked for this? Right, right. Anybody asked for this? Boo. <laughs> I would much rather see a new Resident Evil movie based on the mod where they added Barney the dinosaur in place of the zombies. i would much rather see that (laughs) um real quick um before we go we have two topics um the first one um we have wakanda what if and so what did you mean by that um well a a thought occurred to me while watching um wakanda recently what if wakanda had actually told um the u.s government the truth instead of hiding the whole atlantis thing the whole name more stuff because my thoughts were the fear of it was that you know the American government would just you know do something reckless but what if they were instead um um strategic and the strategic move would have been to simply give aid to Wakanda nah that probably that wouldn't happen knowing yeah. how yeah. America, like how the United States is kind of greedy and all they right. probably want it for themselves. Because it will be a proxy war, which is kind of what America does do. You know, not going full at it, just doing a proxy type of thing. So lending a little bit of aid, like what we're doing with, with um with um what you call it right now, that kind of seems like what could like what could be what could happen, you know. I think the fundamental problem with Wakanda Forever, and I finally tried to watch it last night, but I fell asleep. Um, I think Namor's explanation for his life is still going on. I'm not sure. It was unbearable. But I will say I love this. I love the send-off at the beginning of the movie to Chadwick Boseman. It was very touching. It was very tasteful. It was very they they really nailed that down. But um I think the problem with the movie was as a whole was that they, instead of when Chadwick Boseman died, scrapping the script and starting a new and coming up with a new story, they tried to blend the existing script with new material, and it ended up being it ended up being subpar. Right. It ended up being like. You have two different movies now, and they're not, it's not gelling. It's not coming together. And uh, that was the main problem I had with the movie is that they, they, they should have, they should have kept, they should have kept the opening because the opening was very touching. They, they really sent off Chadwick Boseman well in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But after that, it should have been, they should have had writers in there. They should have paid them double time and they should have paid them to come out with a good product. Uh, instead of trying to, to instead of trying to blend two screenplays and come up with what they came up with, because right. the movie, if you watch it, it makes little to no sense. Right. All right, you guys, um, let's go around the room real quick and see what everybody is doing. And we'll jump on out of here for the night. Cat, what you got coming up? Um, this week, I'm going to have an article going up about Atomic Cart as far as a game review from some gameplays that I've been able to do on that. Um, over there at geeknewsnow.net. Um, you'll also see some content hopefully coming to me potentially from Hill Country Comic Con next weekend. Awesome. So I'm just waiting to get the final response on that. Yeah. Um, comment below if you think I should start a GoFundMe so I can go buy a jail that's defunct in Missouri. Yes! Is it like a haunted jail or just like... No, it's it's got... It's 10,000 square feet for like $195,000 in Missouri. It's still set up as a jail, but I think with like a little bit of work, I could turn into like a cool, like get some like really cool spray paint artist to come in and turn into like an art space for like an mm-hmm. art walk and like... We can have Hogwarts houses! Eh, no, not in Missouri. This, um, this whole thing could be on Discovery. Fine! The only Hogwarts house that matters. But yeah, it's still got like three cell blocks. So like, you know, it's it's a, big, ah! it's a funky building with potential. Um, but my husband keeps telling me no. So like comment down below if y'all think I should start a GoFundMe so I can buy it. Like, comment, subscribe. Miss, Mr. Holler, this is an excellent, excellent plan. This is a good investment. Please, it's a great investment. Every once in a while, my every once in a while, because I am a man child, every once in a while, my wife gets upset with me and I need a place to go. I can go to jail and watch it for (laughs) (laughs) real quick. Um, I I, I was able to, uh, I want to show a picture of that Netflix Pokemon series. I thought I was joking at first, but then I actually looked at it. There you go. I mean, that looks a little little good, but not like what is that? That's Evie. Evie. Mm-hmm. Is that like is that Pikachu's illegitimate kid? Damn. <laughs> Pikachu's illegitimate kid. Dude, you know, they really need to just make a Psyduck show. Psyduck <laughs> is my spirit animal. I have a headache and I hate all of you. Get away from me. <laughs> um but definitely comment below um what cat should do. Um, Shaw, what you got coming up this week, man? Um, nothing really. Like everything's same old, same old. That's it. Now, nah, man, what you playing this week? Um, I'm still gonna be playing. Uh, what's it called? Mass Effect. I just haven't been playing it recently. Um, and I'm also gonna be playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. And finally, Ambrose, what you got? What you streaming this week, my friend? I have a couple articles I have to do this week because I've been behind. I had an article that got spiked last week. Uh, I was going to write about Roald Dahl, but it was decided that that wasn't the best brand, that best fit for our brand. So the article went to the wayside. So uh, I've got a couple articles to write this week. I don't know exactly what I'm going to be writing about, but that's coming up. Then. I have a lot going on. I'm sorry. Uh, Monday night, me and Chris Cassidy on MCU Monday is going to be doing a special uh, special stream on Harry uh, Hogwarts Legacy. We've both been streaming it. If anyone wants to join in, 
or anyone wants to participate, contact Chris. Uh, it's his show, so he'd be happy to he'd be happy to put you on. Um, but we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy, and um, you know what's good, what's bad, and we're just going to analyze the game in a very fair uh, in a very fair setting. And after that, I don't know. Am I on real? Am I on really good podcast with you this week, or are you still yes. uh, trying to figure it out? Okay. Yes. And then on Wednesdays. Me and William Morgan will ride again on really good podcast. Yep. So I don't know what we're discussing, but I love movies, so I'm sure I'll like it. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. All right, everybody. We'll say thank you, everybody who joined us in the chat. We'll say thank you, everybody who watched us tonight. We do appreciate it. Uh, one last thing before we go, I want you to want to tell you about our sponsor, ShadowAnime.com. Head on over there to, to it's your one stop shop for all your anime needs. Um, Gauntlet Geek 5 is our promo code. It's a 5% off your total order. ShinoAnime.com, the one-stop shop for all your anime needs. And if there is nothing else, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight, and we'll see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll see you guys then. Everyone have a great night, and take care. Later, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye. Ah, good night.